Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Running in Circles podcast. We're back with another episode on a Sunday. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to talk about you know getting a job and any everything around it. Uh, you know the job market has been in the news lately for a lot of reasons. Uh, you know there are massive layoffs happening all around. You know top CEOs are taking a lot of uh, pay cut uh, to you know fund their employees. So in today's episode, and it's also the summer summer internship season, by the way. So um, in today's episode, we're going to talk about you know our journey around that. And um, joining me in this episode are two people who are fa- who you are familiar with. Um, we have Nikhil joining us. Always good to be back, Palup. Yes, hello, Nikhil. And we also have Rashmi joining us. Happy to be here. Hi, Rashmi. So, so the first thing that I'd like to ask you guys is, uh, you know, what are some of the things that you consider while applying for a job? Um, Rashmi, would you want to go first? Uh, I think. First and foremost, what you can look out for is basically uh, categorizing what you would want to do as a full-time career. Once mm-hmm. that you have that set in place, then it's much easier to apply for jobs going forward. You can just uh, check out job titles and then filter out your search that way. And then after that, it's just all about uh, going to that particular job post on LinkedIn or any other career site and then making sure that your CV reflects the keywords on the job list job itself. Job yeah. Exactly. So that you have a better chance of getting through the system, the ATS system or the application. Yeah, I, I forgot the full, full form of that. There's some, okay. Uh, what is that again? Applicant tracking system. Yeah. Uh, so, hmm. yeah, you have a better chance of getting through it if you do have those keywords in your CV itself. I mean, it is a task to go ahead and... Uh, Always make sure that you have those keywords in your CV. But then again, it's it's essential, I would say. Yeah. Basically, like your, you know, every company is getting thousands of applicants, right? So they're not going to look at every resume. Or even if they do, they're going to look at like three, four seconds max. So like it's pretty automated. I mean, most companies, it's automated. So uh, if, exactly. if you don't have those keywords, then, yeah. you know, it's pretty tough and, to get through it. Huh? And on both sides, it's a numbers game, right? And that's what we need to recognize. Uh, right away is that you need something that's gonna attract attention to get uh you know your application through the system and the other part of it is even if you do have that there's no guarantee that you're gonna get the one job that you want so you should just apply to as many as you can and just hope for the best because but the people who get jobs are the ones who have just you know played the numbers game in one yeah that's true but that being said you shouldn't like just apply for anything and in everything i would say like if you are an entry-level position and you apply for a manager level position your cv does get registered in the ets system so it's if you apply again it seems as a duplicate rather than you're a fresh cv so just make sure that you're applying for you know the particular jobs that you're well suited for rather than something that you might not be suited for yeah to to add on to that uh you know i would you know, talk about your job role basically like let's say you know you're, you're a computer science graduate for example like even if you're a computer science graduate there are so many roles that you are that people are looking out looking to you for like you know software is the probably the biggest role that you are employed for but apart from that also like if you're a cs graduate you know there are so many roles out there for you for example you know data analyst is one role you know front end development is one role back end development is one role android development is another role 
and uh, yeah you know, so yeah. In that case, uh, I think this is mostly relevant for CS grads. Maybe, it, maybe it's relevant for uh, you know some generic, um, you know, core majors as well. Yeah, but I think the thing it's, is the the key there is to understand what you want to do. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be many roles that you are interested in. And yeah, if they're just interested in one, you know that. That's to be you because you should stay giving me my card. But yeah, the key yeah, there, yeah. I think, is to just tailor your resume. I mean, throughout your college or your your undergrad, uh, graduate uh, yeah. courses, you would have done many projects and stuff. projects, and yeah. pro, you know you have much different experiences. So the key there is to tailor your resume for the kind of job you're applying to. In my case, for example, I used to have like different versions of resumes just tailored for different kinds of roles. And <clears throat> it's and it's a lot of work, uh, especially yeah. the, in the beginning. Uh, at some point, you'll have enough that will just cover all the rules you want to apply to. But tailoring your resume is essential because even though you've done the same things, the way you prioritize them, the way you highlight certain things is what makes all the difference. When you are your resume is reaching the eyes of someone who's going to go through thousands of those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, correct. Like, again, uh, I think like uh, engineering as a whole has, you know, so many different, different uh, roles. Like, again, like if you study HR or like law or something, then, you know, the job that you study, I mean, the, uh, the education that you receive is very aligned with, uh, with the role that you want in the future. But like in engineering, let's say, you know, you're doing electronics, for example, like there are still multiple paths that you can go down to electronics. Like you could either go down in VLSI design or, you know, you can go down to a path of verification engineer. And, you know, I, this is just an example. Um, so, yeah, that way. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to have to disagree with you a bit there. Yeah. Not every engineer, engineering job is cross-compatible with, you know, engineering majors. Like yeah. VLSI is very specific. If you've not done hardware design and if you've not done computer engineering as a uh, major, I don't think you can make it there. It's very specific. And yeah. those projects, it's not like, you know, there is the generic idea of the fact that anyone can go and learn coding in 30 days and then apply. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> not the same uh, yeah. for niche uh, engineering jobs. Correct. But yes, to, mm. to an extent, you're right. Yeah. Like, if you, if you see basically core engineering and, you know, computer science engineering like core engineering you need like way more education even after college to you know get better at uh, uh, the latest technology that is out there uh, so yeah that's one thing um, so yeah so moving on um, further into the conversation um, you know how what are the different ways um, that you know you reach out um, for a job I would say that you can First and foremost is to like check for jobs on job portals. That's just the common way to, you know, apply for jobs. But I would take it a step further where once you apply for the job, there is an option on like LinkedIn or sometimes on other websites as well where you can see who's the person that's hiring for the role. Yeah. So I would always go ahead and uh, drop a message to them as well saying that, you know, you are... I wouldn't say you're particularly interested in the role, but if it's you can find a common ground and start a conversation right. and then you can showcase how you are valuable to the role uh, right. later on in the conversation, that would be like a much better way of 
getting through to the job because you're getting not only applying for the job but you're making yourself recognized as well yeah to yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree with that and it's doubly good there's two reasons there because one is the fact that um you know it works especially well for smaller companies mm-hmm. startups yeah and, yeah smart mid mid-sized companies and yeah. two it has the added benefit of improving your dating life because you get so used to rejection <laughs> oh absolutely uh, yes. to give an example of that you know there have been I have for the summer internship season you know so far apply, I've applied to like 150 jobs at least and uh, you know rejections have uh, gone reached at least 90 to 100 so far so yeah, yeah at least you get a rejection you just get ignored most of the time yeah. most of the yeah. time you get ignored yeah. The thing is, if you get a rejection, that means you've at least gone through the system. That means yeah. you've been as filtered out. They've seen your application. Exactly. And they don't think you're eligible. Yeah. So, I mean, getting a rejection email is actually a good sign that your CV is at least getting through. It's yeah. more about then looking for the specifics of what your offering is. Yeah. And then seeing how you can, you know, add value to the role itself. Yeah. And one more thing would be to just, instead of just looking for jobs on the portals, what happens is a lot of these companies don't really advertise their jobs on the portals. They do it on their own career websites. So I would just say put the company name and then go to, uh, just say company name and careers on Google. And then you get a bunch of... Correct. Like open positions and you apply to them. Exactly. And you can apply to them directly on their careers website itself. So that would be a much better way. And then I would say just like, you know, reaching out to recruiters without even applying for jobs. Just if they have like a recruiter title on their uh, LinkedIn page, it's just always good to have as a connection because then you yeah. can just reach out to him and say and ask them that, hey, do you have any job openings in the company? Yeah. Would you look at my resume? And exactly. Yeah. yeah. As you can also, the uh, you can take it a step further and reach out to the hiring managers directly if you... You don't. You won't necessarily know who the hiring manager is, but again, mm. these tips work a lot better with smaller companies. But mm. you can look at that company's uh, LinkedIn profile and look at the you know people with uh, manager titles, or you know you know you know the job, you know what department it's going to be. You can look at the people, and then you can just reach out to them. Especially if you think you're very well suited to the job, yeah, probably you'll be able to express your interests and your knowledge and your capabilities to them directly way more uh, than through a portal can ever do. Yeah. Than through a portal, yeah. than through a resume or even through a recruiter, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. uh, a lot of times, you know, it's especially like niche jobs, like you just need to make sure that you Wait, are seen. Can you tell a little bit about the difference between recruiter and hiring manager? So the so, recruiter is someone who hires for the role, like just sources for candidates or, uh, you know, checks if they are matching for the skills or not. Hiring managers is the one who's interviewing the person. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So, so they are the ones who are reporting to essentially mm-hmm. in the end. Yeah. It's like top of the funnel versus, you know, lower down in the funnel. Like you start with mm-hmm. the recruiter mm-hmm. and then you go through the interview process and um, so, but the the thing is, the ultimate decision maker is the, the hiring manager. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, especially with uh, you know bigger companies, you have uh, recruiters who are swamped, who are overwhelmed, who might may not, you know, always respect like big companies. Like Google probably gets thousands, if not tens yeah. of thousands of applications, and so you know you can't reasonably expect a human to all get through all the yeah. you know applications. So. 
if you want to make sure you go through the system uh, or at least get recognized you know you don't take a few yeah. additional steps mm. yeah i would say one really good thing that worked for me is just on your linkedin profile you have like the the header right that's that comes yeah. right below your profile mm. picture i would say put your top 3 skills there that is just highlighted over there because even if they don't open your profile they can immediately see what you are and good how at. they can mm. uh, reach out what you're good at mm. exactly and that will you know in- immediately increase your reach by a lot more uh but then again one more interesting thing that i noticed was i don't know if it's just the dubai market or the uae market or anywhere else but uh one thing that i really was very peculiar to me was that when i did put out the specifics of what i did in the job on my linkedin profile uh i got way less recruiters reaching out to me but whereas when i removed everything on my linkedin profile and just kept the title of the job and uh, how many years i've been working on in the in that particular job i got a lot more people reaching out to me for roles mm-hmm. i think it's more so because of the fact that uh they can't immediately see what exactly you have been working on and they have to reach out to you to know more yeah so it gives them that opportunity like, to start a conversation with you you're being a little mysterious not exactly. doing everything yeah, yeah. so when you're there putting everything like i had put my job responsibilities i had put my skills what mm. everything that i'm good at in the the, mm. the lower aspect of it that is you know where you describe where you're, what you're doing as in your job i had a lot less recruiters reaching out to me then but once mm. i removed all of that immediately in like a week i had like one recruiter reach out to me and then in like about 4 to 5 weeks i had about 3 to 4 recruiters reaching out to me yeah so it i don't know again it's if it's something that's just particular in this market but i guess it's worth a try yeah another yeah. important thing that uh, you can see here is i think i'm going to have to take credit for asking rashmi to put those descriptions in her linkedin and clearly it didn't work so you hear yeah. lots of tips we've talked about a lot of stuff now not all of them are guaranteed to work some of yeah. them probably it's yeah you're it's, just like, and it's that trying and error thing yeah 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 another i think no i wouldn't say sure shot also another way of getting a job is through referrals like i mean the process is the same you know get going through the com- company portal or going through a referral from an employee of that company uh, you know both are the same process you're not getting prioritized or anything but you know getting a referral sort of uh, helps you get through that ats system maybe sometimes yeah i would say it does the thing it is it does right referral does put you in like a position where the employee directly reaches out to the recruiter so there's more of a chance for them to see for you the CV. to yeah for or like unless the recruiter interview yeah exactly unless the recruiter outright says that oh no they have to go through the portal so ask them to apply for it but most companies i would say they do have a referral program where yeah. if they bring in someone and they do get hired the person who is bringing in someone gets some kind of a bonus yeah like a a small incentive i would say yeah. to bring for bringing in the person so yeah. i guess it's always worth a shot to reach out to your contacts at any point and uh, tell them that you you know you're looking out for a job yeah i've uh, had mixed experiences with that i've got mm-hmm. a, a few res- resources from you know uh good different contacts that i've had i, mm. I think at big companies they mean a lot less than you yeah. think because yeah. uh almost always the person who's referring you has no idea who the actual recruiter is 
So mm-hmm. they just give you a link, you click that, and again, you're back to that ATS system and primary ATS. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you have that maybe, uh, uh, you know, uh, you're probably a little higher up in the pile, but yeah. you're still in that system. So yeah. you still have to follow all the other tips to make the best use of that hipper. Yeah. yeah. And one thing that we can make use of in today's world is that you can you don't have to stick to your market. You can apply for remote jobs literally anywhere in the world. So yeah, you know, you can look for jobs remotely, even that counts as like experience for you. So that widens the amount of jobs that you're looking for, the amount of opportunities you might get as well. Yeah. Uh, also, one last thing before, uh, you know, moving on would be, you know, according like I'm a, I'm a student currently. So uh, the benefit of, you know, being a student at associate with the university is that, you know, sometimes they have these, uh, you know, university portals like, you know, in India, there is this portal called Superset. And, uh, you know, in, 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 in the United States, it, there's this portal called Handshake. Basically, uh, you know, these portals are tailor-made for students. Uh, they help you get in touch with companies and their recruiters, not hiring managers, as recruiters. Um, so, and like, if sometimes if they're open to a conversation, you can, you know, ch- chat with them and, you know, talk about it. And, uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, university also organizes, you know, career fairs and stuff, uh, which are which are sometimes helpful. Not always, but, uh, yeah, again, they help you get in touch with people. And, uh, you know, that's where the conversation moves on. I think uh, one small, sorry to cut yeah. you off, but uh, one small tip when you are, you you know, you are involved in career fairs and stuff is that you would be facing the recruiter face to face. So that's a yeah. really good opportunity to just not drop your CV and walk off, but rather than, rather to start, with like, them. Ha- yeah, yeah, talk to them or start networking with them or even as simple as get their business card, you know, yeah. so that. If in case you have anything in, in the future, you have their work email address directly, which you can reach out to, uh, which is a very, very essential aspect of getting through the uh, ATS system. That means you can you don't have to apply through the ATS. You can go directly to their work email and yeah. that visibility matters a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, as far as the, you know, career fairs go, I've been on both sides and the it's like, the way I look at it is, it's very easy to not find career fairs useful and very hard to make them useful. But when they are, they're going to change your life. The one thing about career fairs is that a lot of times you actually have hiring managers show up. And I'm talking from a US perspective. Usually okay. mm. they have engineers or engineering managers or mm. you know hiring managers just go mm. to career fairs, especially mm. at uh, you know bigger universities. Mm. You have an opportunity to interact with them face to face. That is an opportunity that you must capitalize on. And the way you do that is you cannot be the generic, oh, I've done all these courses, I'm working on my master's, blah, 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 that guy. Because that resume is going in the garbage can. Mm. Uh, the way you do that is you have to research your, the companies that show up to career fairs beforehand. You have mm. to look at what interests you. You have to make sure that you have certain things in your background that will make you a fit for that role. And then you mm-hmm. should be ready to talk about it, right? Because uh, you want to make sure that, that that hiring manager or that engineer or whoever it is remembers you, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not specific. I speak uh, from an engineering point of view, but yeah. any job any uh, in any field, you have to make yourself memorable. A career fair is just filled with people. It's an ocean of people. 
Yeah. The only way you can make it useful is if you make yourself memorable. As someone mm-hmm. who's been to uh, career fair as a manager, the people who I remember are the people who are working. Talk, not no, not necessary. Okay. People who share what I have to say about our company and you know add to that conversation and mm-hmm. really like you know speak about their background in that and the kind of stuff they've done that's related to what we're doing. If you mm-hmm. just say, "Oh, I'm doing a course. I'm, I've done these courses. You know, I'm going almost through much," you're not. You're, people will forget you. Right, so mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be mostly useless. But if you can mm-hmm. spend the time and energy to capitalize on it, it's gonna change your life. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, basically, any, yeah, have conversations. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty have memorable conversations. Yeah, have memorable conversations. Yes. Don't just talk about random stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. So, do we have anything else to add here? Or shall we move on to the final? Yeah, part? I think we can move on. Yeah. Um. So moving on to what is the final part of the conversation? You know, what is your story on getting a job, and how did that go? Uh, I think my story was, uh, you know, a lot of. Uh, it w- honestly wasn't even a story to begin with. I was just applying for a lot of jobs, but. Uh, unfortunately, none of them worked out. But mm. I don't know. I I'm not sure if it's I was reaching more recruiters because of the fact that I was applying for mm. jobs, or it's just that one recruiter saw that my saw my profile and they reached out to mm. me and everything just clicked, you know. But mm. up until now, I would say I've had I had successes only when recruiters themselves have reached out to me, mm. or I have messaged the recruiter personally. Uh, or struck up a conversation with them on LinkedIn or something. Uh, I have mm. not had any uh, successes. I would say uh, just by applying on jobs on just for applying on jobs of sorry just for applying for jobs on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. But it does get you interviews. Uh, I wouldn't say particularly if it's related to your field or something that you would want to do. Uh, but then again, it it if it works, it works. So yeah. you try and test whatever you have. And I guess something will work out. Hmm. Nikhil. Yeah. So the way I look at it is, um, going back. I mean, I've only had one job, uh, and only I've only been doing the job that I have right now. Yeah. But I have, you know, spent a lot of time um, looking for internships and looking for this job that I got. Right. So. Hmm. The way I look at it is your first job, your first internship is the hardest, um, uh, hardest job. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. hardest thing that you'll have to do. Yeah. Um, internships in particular are insanely hard because there are very few internships and there are so many applicants. So yeah, if you don't have contacts, you are most likely going to find it hard, if not impossible, to get an mm. internship. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I was fortunate to... Uh, have you know one of my uh, dad's friends who worked at uh, KLE, who was a semiconductor company, mm. um, have an opening in his own team. So he mm. he could he was literally the hiring manager, and so okay. you know mm-hmm. that that helped a lot. Mm. Um, and I'm I'm sure if I had to go through the system, I probably wouldn't have gotten an internship. So mm. you have to be lucky. You have to know people. Um, that's why the whole you know talking to people on LinkedIn is a great tip because. Even if you don't know people who already uh, have 
Uh, I mean, who, even if you don't already know people who are hiring managers, you can just meet them and introduce yourself and all that. Hmm. As far as full-time jobs go, you know, it's a little easier because there are a lot more of those. The numbers are not as against you as you think. Uh, but again, you know, these tips make a huge difference. There are a lot of resources that you should be looking into. One of the best things that I did was uh, my university had a resume review system that, uh, uh, that who, you know, they, these are experts. These are people who've seen millions of resumes. I mean, thousands, probably. <laughs> and they will give you the tailor-made feedback. Right. And so uh, that is one of the best things that I did. Um, and you have to just keep doing it, right? You have to just keep going at it. You shouldn't give up. Um, you know, one of the things, like when I was in the U.S. and I was on my student visa, you have literally um, 30 days, uh, sorry, 60 days after you graduate to find a job or, yeah. you know, that wor- the whole OPT work permit thing goes away. Yeah. Like, so uh, I think I got a job maybe like less than 30 days, uh, with less than 30 days left in my time. And, you know, it was, it's very easy and I was very close to giving up, you know, in fact, I was thinking if in the next 10 days I don't get something, you know, I'm just going to back up and leave. It's mm. unfortunately, as an international applicant, you have that limitation, not so much yeah. if you're, you know, a citizen or, you know, yeah. resident or whatever. Mm. So that, I mean, I, it's very, I mean, it's easy for me to say don't give up, right? That's the mm. most generic tip in the book. Yeah. <laughs> but um, these are, you know, common and overused, exa- you know, tips mm. because, they do make a difference, right? Yeah. You you do have to not give up. It's not easy. Um, it's very easy for other people to give you suggestions, but you know, that, yeah. that's the way it is. Yeah. I'll also add on by saying that if and you're building your CV itself, forget the designs or like, you know, the kind of language skills that you're putting in. I would rather focus on your, uh, unless the job actually requires language skills, but the main aspect should be like how you can add value if you are an intern or if it's your first internship mm-hmm. and if it's an entry-level position. Mm-hmm. More so about what experiences you've had in your internships or volunteering experiences and how that translates into your uh, work experience. And then it should be your uh, education. I, I think that would be, you know, a great starter for your resume itself, like excluding all of the unnecessary information. Yeah, um, absolutely. One page resumes, one one page is limit. Yeah, one yeah. page. No, it's a uh, in India. I think it's a little less uh, enforced, but anywhere else. I mean, even in India, if you have a one page resume, you know, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, mm. one page resume is best tip ever. Also, mm. sometimes, like I I know in the US, you you don't have to put like a photo, but here in the UAE. It's always preferred to have a photo on your CV. So I would say that's something small, but to be mindful of what your market requires, there are some specific CV requirements for each market. So I would say just do your research and go through those CV requirements first before you start building it and then, you know, wasting your effort. Mm. When I uh, got the job that I did, I actually had applied to a different role at the same company. Um, and I didn't hear back from them for, I think, close to 15 to 20 days. And I mean, obviously, I'd forgotten about the fact that I'd applied there. And mm-hmm. uh, my my manager, I mean, this was a startup, so they didn't have too many recruiters. My manager himself directly reached out to me uh, you know, a couple of weeks later, mm-hmm. you know, saying, hey, you know, I know you applied for this. We don't, uh, 
have that role anymore, but you seem to be more fit for this role that we're trying to hire for. Are you interested in a conversation? Right. So you never know what, even if something is not relevant to you, if you put mm. the effort to tailor your resume for that, you know, mm. you, you will hear back, right? You, you never know what's going to work out. The most unlikely thing could be the, you know, uh, thing that changes your life. I remember reading about this uh, one, uh, this one girl on LinkedIn where she applied for a job at Spotify and her resume was, uh, she, she tailored her resume like the Spotify UI, right? So the whole thing, literally, like, you know, Spotify. <laughs> oh, okay. She got hired and it was a huge, you know, it was very popular. It went viral on LinkedIn. Yeah. Now, she just got laid off recently, like everyone, like a lot of other people. That's a different yeah. story. But, yeah. you know, that that's the kind of thing that you should do to get people's attention. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, so to talk about my story uh, of getting a job, you know, I've gotten a job. I mean, I've got, I've, I've gone through that job process, um, you know, right after my undergrad studies. So, um, and again, it was in India, there is this placement season. So, you know, companies come to the university and then they pick you up. So, uh, you know, that is, uh, a concept that's in India that's not a concept here I mean there are career fairs for sure but you know companies don't come to recruit you here so um, so how it goes is uh, you know companies come with their uh, requirements like you know we want CS degree students we want HCGPA students so you know there's a filter to the test which you have to give so you know a lot of like you know companies that come on the first week basically like the best ones you know Atlassian uh, Google Apple they used to be they they come on day zero of of your uh, placement season, so again though those that like that way there are restrictions on what companies you can sit for. So the brightest minds in computer science, you know, they get to sit for these companies and then they have their own test. And these tests are you know all hacker rank, hacker oaths tests. Uh, again, I'm you know sorry deviating. I'm being more specific to CS, but uh, yeah, because that's my experience. So, um, you know, HackerRank, HackerOnth, HackerOnth, they, they give those tests. It's uh, basically, you know, lead code, you know, design an algorithm uh, in the best time possible and stuff. So being an electronic student looking for a computer science job, it was, you know, of course, very tough for me in the first month uh, because all these companies, they were asked, essentially, they were looking for, uh, you know, C++-based programming and uh, that wasn't my best skill set there so I was feeling pretty dejected I mean I think it's pretty generic to say that you know when, whenever you're looking for a job you're pretty dejected but I think again as, as Nikhil said the plan is to just never give up you just keep applying right yes. so yeah so I you know one month I wasn't getting anything no replies and you know there were so many tests in which I didn't even understand the question so I used to just you know uh see the question and you know give give up and you know look for the next company immediately so again um that's why i would stress so much on the role so what had, what had happened was uh, you know the first company that had come for a you know data position they had a test on uh, python and that that was like the first python based company which had come okay so that company had come they had seen my resume they had, I did well in the test. Immediately, I got scheduled for an interview, and uh, yeah, that that went good. Um, you know, I got I got a offer from that company, uh, but then 
again i was look uh, it was like the fourth year right so you're supposed to intern in in like your fourth year so uh i i was looking for an internship and then you know um you know jp morgan saw my profile and you know they like <laughs> and uh, you know they like they liked uh, my resume and uh, yeah I, i got a you know offer from jp morgan so between these two companies i prefer jp morgan and uh, basically i got my full time role from my internship so i know internship is like very hard to get but like if you like it's like an added advantage that you have compared to you know searching for a full time role like if a company knows you've worked with them you know they're more likely to offer like let's say you intern in a company they're more likely to offer you a full time role than you know going through that process of applying for a full time role so yeah. that that's the thing so you know that i i i worked with with that company for a year and again now i'm back to studies um so now i'm looking for summer internships but again looking at the news you know amazon links 18000 12000 people i know so many of my seniors who are getting their job offers assigned it you know it's pretty tough out there to you know get uh get get a full get a full time role and you know an internship out there so you know i think you know to talk about this topic you know it's pretty it's a timely topic to talk about um uh, and yeah that that pretty much my story on and getting a job um so yeah um, do we have anything else to add i i i would still you know um given the current climate um you know we're mm. seeing every day we're seeing a new company uh initiate layoffs uh, yeah. and all that it's you know horrible stories it you know people who've been in the company for you know 10 plus years is yeah. uh waking up to the fact that they don't have that job anymore so um you know one of the you know, learning experiences from that is that you know you should i mean career is important i mean it, it's what you know is the, the what do you spend your most of your time on yeah but um you what should you give it more importance yeah. than it deserves you should always utilize the work life balance that you are offered if you have to work x hours do that don't work weekends that you can help it i mean it's it these that not tips people or everyone can just take and apply in their lives but you know if it's an option for you do that don't spend don't waste your life um you know working hard for a company who will not care about you like you care about them yeah yeah um all right then uh you know it was great time both of you and i will see you guys in the next one bye 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 bye